Hey everyone, welcome to episode five. This time we're going to be talking about week two of our NFL season. Those pass rushes were great now. That's exactly what we want to do right there. Hey, what defense is that? Sprout left exit, Richard Nixon. Hell no. It's the Nickel and Brime package. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Brian. Yeah, I'm super, super excited for this next week. I'm going against Dylan. I'm going to pound him into the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Especially after all this week of like shitty trade talks, I'm going to pound him into the ground. Is there some bad blood there? Uh, yeah. When, when you don't want to take a, like an overpay trade, I'm just a little keyed up. It's okay. I, uh, we got a trade done with Derek. We're moving on. All right, which we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. So, but first, we're going to start off with our fact checking. I thought we did pretty dang good last episode. I just had a couple things that we want to make note of. Uh, Number one, it was more of a prediction, not really a fact. But Brian said that Taylor was going to lose to Derek because she put Derek Carr and the Broncos defense (laughs) in together. And despite that, she still won. It was because she had DeAndre Hopkins dropping a 30 bomb, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, was, it had nothing to do with that defense quarterback stack. I, I don't even remember how much they uh, tallied up for, but it was a Hopkins, man. Yeah, Hopkins just totally dominated. But either way, I'm anytime somebody can, like, make you eat your words, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to point it out. <laughs> um, and then also. I just wanted to clarify something. I had said that Taylor had passed on Will Fuller in the draft in order to take Sammy Watkins. I just want to clarify basically what happens. She actually picked Derek Carr over Will Fuller because then Brian picked Will Fuller and Sammy Watkins fell to Taylor. So she really, I just want to clarify that she actually took Derek Carr instead of Will Fuller. But either way, I think she was okay landing Sammy Watkins. In hindsight now that we know Will Fuller sucks this year, um, really good call by Taylor. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens here with Sammy Watkins. He didn't have a little bit of a down week, but there's, there's at least, I know we've talked about Taylor's process before, so maybe that was in her, her mind, I guess. Her calculations. Took, in her calculations when she took <laughs> Derek Carr. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to some recent news. We had, it seemed like, tons of injuries and an illness to starting QBs around the league. In just this week alone, we lost Big Ben, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, and Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold apparently was making out too much with some high schoolers or something because he got mono. But uh, those other guys, they ended up actually suffering some injuries. Big Ben, as we know, is out for the year. Drew Brees tore a ligament in his thumb, which he's going to be out for, I think they said, somewhere between six and eight weeks. And we don't really know where Cam Newton stands right now. We just know that it actually was just announced this morning that his he was in a right. walking boot. Yeah, something's up with his foot again. So and his and his throwing arm, like his yeah. shoulder. Like I think he's. I think he has that same issue that Andrew Luck had in the beginning of last year, where like you know he had that rotator cuff or some kind of surgery, and he's trying to because in that game he was overthrowing people crazily like he looked it, awful it, yeah it was really bad 
I thought borderline droppable. And then I heard this other thing that was like, well, maybe he's like trying to come back how Andrew Luck was. And maybe he'll start running once his foot gets better and then he'll get into the flow of things. And then for Sam Darnold, we noticed that uh, he's he caught mono and his replacement was Trevor Simeon for this week, <laughs> who after six passes, he got wrecked. I mean, absolutely destroyed. Uh... And so then they they uh, they had Luke, what's his name? Uh, Falk. oh man, Luke Hawk, Hawk, Falk, Hawk? Luke Falk, Falk, Falk. There we go. We got Luke it. We Falk. got it. We got there. Think of Gaylord Falker is what it makes me think <laughs> of. So even the backup uh, quarterback got injured there. But some other injuries around the league. Uh, James Connor had a weird knee issue that is deemed not serious, but we still don't know what it is. So who actually knows? A uh, big one being Michael Gallup. Two to four weeks, Michael Gallup. Yeah, that, that could potentially have some impact in the Cowboys offense. Alshon Jeffrey is potentially looking at a two-game absence with a calf injury. Probably, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey has lower body injuries all the time. Deshaun Jackson is also looking at another two games being out with, I believe, an oblique strain. Both on Luke's team, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> Last but not least, David Johnson had a bit of a scare because he went out with a wrist injury, which is what kept him out of almost the entire, what was it, the 2017 season? Right, yeah, yeah. But he actually returned to that game. So we'll keep an eye on David Johnson this week, but but it looks like he potentially dodged a bullet. In some trade news, the Steelers, right after losing Ben Roethlisberger for the rest of the year, said, we're not done. And they decided to send a first-round 2020 pick to the Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick. Really interesting. I don't know how many years Minka Fitzpatrick. I think this is his second year in the league. Honestly, this is a steal. I thought Minka Fitzpatrick was one of the better safeties coming out of college last year. And he's proved it. Like He's one of the bright spots on that terrible Miami team. I was touting the Miami defense for a little bit in preseason because I was like, oh man, I saw Minka Fitzpatrick play. He was going so fast. He was knocking people out and I was excited for the Dolphins for a while and then I started realizing that they're just going to tank. I Like you were saying, it just shows that the Steelers are not planning on just tanking after Ben goes out. Yeah, I was a little mind blown at that. I not that I necessarily expected them to sell the farm or anything, but I guess I suppose if you've got a bona fide stud, first round draft picks don't always work out. So Minka Fitzpatrick is the more sure thing here. And then as you brought up, Eli Manning is officially no longer the starter for the New York Giants. Yeah, this just came out today. I had a feeling about this. I actually sent Mark a trade yesterday before the news broke today, which is crazy. But uh, Mark is kind of slow when it comes to trade response time. So I don't have the patience for it. But yeah, I'm really excited to see Daniel Jones because I think that one of the huge issues with the offense here is Eli does his own thing, you know, like he'll audible and stuff. And I think that gets him in trouble. And then Daniel Jones, I mean, this is all speculative because Daniel Jones is not playing an actual NFL game. He only played in the preseason. You know what I mean? I think Daniel Jones is good for this team. You know, I guess it's sad. I'm, I'm not the biggest Eli Manning fan or anything, but it is kind of sad if this truly is the end of his career for being a starter for the Giants. All these quarterbacks are getting old. Big Ben, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's coming. 
it's it's going to be super exciting, especially if we can get more Kyler Murray's in the league. We want to talk about week two in the NFL and just recap some of the games or all the games that took place. The first game being on Thursday night, the Buccaneers took care of the Panthers 20 to 14. And I want to mention that last season, Jake and I both had a bet with Brian referencing uh, who was the number one receiver for the Buccaneers. And our bet was that uh, Mike Evans would outscore Chris Godwin straight up. I was a year early. My boss had said, I, I went and talked to my boss because I was, I was kind of like, I'm surprised Brian's making this, this bet. And it wasn't a big <laughs> bet. It was, it was $10. But yeah. Mike Evans had never had a, under 1,000 yards receiving in his career. So I asked him, I said, what do you think of this bet? Is that, am I guaranteed $10? And he said, well, as long as Mike Evans plays all 16 games, which he did, you'll win the bet. And Jake and I did win the bet. I definitely think I was a year too early. I definitely think Godwin's going to lead the league, not the league, the team in yards and fantasy points. Yeah, he's off to a great start. He 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 was really the kind of dominant force in this game, I would say. Uh, moving on, we have the Colts just edging out my Titans, 19 to 17. I actually went over to a cousin slash friend's house for the game, and he's actually really, really graceful in victory because he's a Colts fan. <laughs> But I also will say he's the pastor of my church, so there were some choice words that I wanted to use that I refrained from using. That last drive was just unbearable. Damn you, Tajay Sharp. What the heck is wrong with you, man? Just fall straight down. Why do you have to try to make a move? All right, moving on. The 49ers <laughs> won 41-17 to 17 over the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the 49ers are looking really, really good. Yeah, the defense is looking pretty, pretty good. So I have Debo Samuel in every single league. And I, I think I said on here, I think Debo Samuel is the starting wide receiver on this team, not Dante Pettis. I think I said that. You did. This week confirms it. <laughs> he, he looks so good out there with George Kittle. I don't know if this is like the 49ers offense doing good or the Bengals defense doing bad. The Packers won 21 to 16 over the Vikings. I don't know what's going on with that Minnesota offense, but they, they don't really care to throw the football anymore, it looks like. So Dalvin Cook had a heck of a day. Not much else beyond that. The Patriots won 43 to nothing over the Dolphins. So as we know, Tank for Tua is in full effect and the, the Dolphins are officially borderline CFL. Yeah, they look absolutely terrible. And thank goodness I picked up the Patriots for $12. Yeah, $12 well spent. And somehow AB goes out there and he puts oh, rape man. and sexual assault allegations behind oh. him and somehow is able to start in week two. I don't know what the heck's going on. Another woman came out too. Two yeah. women have come out against him. And I just saw this thing today that said that the NFL have no plans to <laughs> reprimand him at all. Yeah, it's crazy. The Lions are undefeated. They actually beat the Chargers 13 to 10. I know it's 1-0 and 1, but there's no loss in that loss column. So Lions still undefeated. Bills 28, Giants 14. The Bills are undefeated. What is going on here? I don't know who the Bills faced week one. Who was it? The, the Jets. Jets. Uh, so this is just a story of New York has terrible teams. Fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're beating each other. They're just all bad. Yeah, we'll just have to wait to see what the Bills can do against a quality opponent. Yeah, the Patriots. The Seahawks took care of the Steelers 28 to 26. Yeesh. Big Ben going down, but honestly, the game stayed close. Yeah, I really like Mason Rudolph. 
Let me put you on the spot. Do you think Ben retires after this year? I wondered about that. I don't know. He put out a statement saying he's not planning on retiring. However, Andrew Luck was also fully committed prior to this season. Mm-hmm. So Ben has talked about retiring in the past. Andrew Luck talked about retiring in the past. He's also uh, talked about wanting to be a mentor. His teammates have said that he's never really been a great leader, and that's something that he's been interested in improving. Mm-hmm. This will be really interesting to see what happens now that he's officially out, and it looks like Mason Rudolph will be taking over kind of what role Ben plays. And I honestly feel like if we see him start to distance himself at all, it's probably going to be the end. That's my that's that's what I would say. I think it could be the absolute opposite. I think if he like wants to be a part of the team more, that might even lead to him doing it as well because if he feels like he's doing right by the team, then he can just retire. I mean, he, he's been wishy-washy already. They lost their Super Bowl winning team. There's no point for him to keep playing. The Cowboys 31, Redskins 21. The Dak Prescott show continues. <laughs> Scary Terry. <laughs> the Ravens took care of the Cardinals 23-17. to Lamar Jackson is legit through week two. The Texans just edged out the Jaguars 13-12. to What a weird score. I've seen baseball scores like that. I hate Doug Marone. Who, what kind of coach picks a fight mid-game with their player? <laughs> like, seriously, dude. And then, not only that, you go for two when your offenses are explosive and you can't stop this entire game. It was 12-13. to 13, And yeah. the last valiant effort of Pistachio Musta- or, uh, Minshew... <laughs> I, I, I totally forgot what I called him the other day. You it called like, him Mishu Pishu. Yeah, Mishu Pishu. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, like, he made all these moves at the end of the game and got him to tie, or, you know, within tying, if they would just kicked. They got to figure out how to get Fournette going, man. That's a whole nother, like, conversation. Don't even yeah. get me started on Fournette. <laughs> I'm so fucking pissed about Fournette. <laughs> Well, you feel free to drop him. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, there you go. The Chiefs scored 28 points in the second quarter to beat the Raiders 28 to 10. The Raiders actually had scored all of their 10 points in the first quarter, so not really much happened in the last two quarters. I don't know if I'm happy to announce, but the Bears won 16 to 14 on a walk-off field goal attempt. Can you believe it? They actually made a kick to win a game. They did not deserve to get that field goal try. No. And <laughs> I just feel bad for the Broncos fans because it's like they, it was clearly out of time. You can't just <laughs> call a timeout as soon as the ball leaves your hand. It just seemed wrong. The Saints can only manage a meager nine points against the Rams, 27. Oh, Teddy. Yeah, poor, poor Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater getting thrown in the fire. I don't know. The Saints look pretty rough without without Brees. Sean Payton's a fantastic coach, and I think what's going to happen is he's going to game plan now, and I think it's going to get better. I don't want to fire sale Camara. I know I've been trying to. Not with me, I, by the way. Uh, I have a couple players I want, but that's for another. <laughs> That's for another section. 
I really think the Saints are going to bounce back from this. And it sounds like Drew Brees' injury is maximum going to take six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see what kind of position they're in once he does get back. But I, I'm with you. I don't think that they're done for. The Falcons won Sunday night football 24 to 20 over the Eagles. I said it last week. I didn't think that the Falcons would just be limited to 12 points. Probably, I mean, hopefully for them, not ever again in a game this season. But yeah, I, I, I just figured that they're too good of a team. And it seems like everybody actually was picking the Eagles in this game. And the Falcons, Falcons pulled up the upset. The Browns went on to win Monday night football 23 to three. And I think you want to talk a little bit about the offensive genius that is Adam Gase. You mean offensive guru? (laughs) Oh, God, dude. I hate it when Booger is talking about Adam Gase's offensive guru-ness and the plays he's calling is like, pass to Le'Veon Bell out the backfield, make him run the routes, and then hand it off to Le'Veon Bell. It just infuriates me because that just goes to show you how brain dead these casters are like they're fed information they don't have their own opinion too true so the only reason adam gase is considered an offensive guru is because he was the offensive coordinator while peyton manning was on the broncos and that's it that does it peyton manning was his own offensive coordinator adam gase is just taking this credit for being there yeah, I would say it's it's really similar to Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. He he was with Sean McVay as quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator for the Rams and then moved on to the Titans, did absolutely nothing there, and then somehow earned himself a head coaching job for the Green Bay Packers. I still don't get it. It's, it's a coach circle jerk, man. <laughs> NFL coaches are stupid. All right, let's talk about the fantasy games we had this week. And top of my list is your game against Ethan. Ethan would have beat almost every single one of you shitheads this week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's expected that you beat Ethan, but Ethan had a heck of a week. Heck of a week. He scored 133 points. Brian just happened to score 191. <laughs> so actually, Brian, I think you're the villain in this story. I sadly tend to always be the villain, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I don't try to be. I, I, all I want to do is win, but... He was the fourth highest scorer this week. Oh, yeah. Derek would have squeaked out one point above him. Damn. Yeah. It, the only people that beat him this week were you, Waylon, and Derek. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, Ethan, man, sorry, dude. That, like, you should have won the game. I don't know, maybe maybe in the future when we talk about some potential rule changes, one of the rule changes I would like to do is a double header where you play one game head to head and then a second game is just whoever is in the top half of scoring wins, whoever's in the bottom half loses. So in this case, Ethan would have gone one and one this week. So but that's another conversation for another time. I am beyond confused now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. We've got Evan versus Dylan and Dylan actually pulled out the win here. He won 119 to 101. Like, I was telling Dylan to start Trevor Simeon, which, thank goodness he didn't. Yeah, definitely. Calvin really showed up big. Scary Terry. Brady's still rolling back the clock. Yeah, that's absolutely bonkers, man. And Devontae Adams looked really good. Nice job, Dylan. You got a win. Evan, man, I don't know. 
Luke defeated Mark in the easiest win of the week, 120 to 72. So Luke is now one and one while Mark falls to 0 and 2. Waylon defeated Jake, our future, or sorry, our past league champion, 167 to 112. So Waylon is now 2 and 0. And like I said before, that Lamar Jackson train just keeps on rolling. I love him. I, I won't trade him to me. I tried. Uh, I actually shot him a trade, um, and we were talking about it, and he was flirting with the idea of hitting accept. So, Waylon, I think what we're trying to say is you should trade Lamar Jackson to me. <laughs> or me. <laughs> Next up was Derek versus Matt, and Derek pulled off the win, 134 to 120. I believe this was... Uh, I'm not... I'm not a real math wizard, but I believe this was the closest game of the week. It was only a six-point win for Derek, but uh, now Derek and Matt are both one and one. It was Derek's defense, Brown's defense versus Njoku, and he, Njoku went out with a concussion in like the first oh, couple that's plays. Right. That's right. And then last, it was me versus Taylor. I just pulled out the win. I want to say I just barely pulled out the win, even though the, the score sheet shows that I won by 21 points, but... <sighs> I was down by two for what seemed like an eternity during Monday Night Football, and I'm like, are they seriously going to be able to shut out Odell Beckham where he can't get like <laughs> one catch for 15 yards the rest of this game? And then his next catch was the 89-yard touchdown. Yeah, so. that was sick, nasty, man. You basically won your entire week on that one catch. <laughs> he is a lot of fun to watch in open space. I mean, I'm a track guy, so I just like seeing that speed on the field. It's it's a lot of fun. So he definitely won me my game, him and Dak, because my next highest score was Michael Thomas at 13 points. He was crying about last night about the refs picking on him. Did you see that? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he was uh, complaining and whining on the sideline like a baby. <laughs> because the tint to his, his helmet, the, the shield part, they told me he couldn't have it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I did see that. I did see that. Either way, I should trade him. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So high. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually moved to 2-0. This is the first time I've been 2-0, and I don't know how long. Congratulations, frankly, I... by the way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I, I will be depressed if I try to look up like how long it's been since I've been 2-0, so I'm not going <laughs> to do that. All right, so let's move let's move on to our power rankings. This is new this week, but something we want to do and kind of track the progress of teams moving forward. They actually just started doing something similar to this on the ESPN Fantasy League, but but we want to do our own because we're way smarter than them anyway. So, <laughs> um, so no surprise on the top two spots. Uh, number one was Brian. We had each ranked him as the number one team overall. And we also agreed as Waylon being the second best team. So I am the best. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah. So we had a little bit of disagreement from here on out up until the eighth pick. So these are aggregated scores. Matt was the third best based on aggregate. Fourth was Derek. We had a little bit of a disagreement on on how high Derek is or should be. Brian, you had him ranked third and I had him sixth. The reason I put Derek sixth is I think his team was just overperforming in terms of points these first two weeks, but I do really like Derek's team. He has this team set up where he has two amazing top 10 quarterbacks with Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, and then his entire team is explosive. Yeah. You know, like, like, like any of those guys can go off for 20 to 30 points. Any, yeah. any single one of them. Yeah, and, and that's another so, reason I like Derek's team too. 
that's why I think I like his team so much. And um, I like his team a little less now that he traded me. <laughs> well, let's talk about that here in just a minute. So Taylor and I were both tied for the fifth spot. You had Taylor ranked sixth. I had her fifth. And then you had me ranked seventh. And then I had myself ranked fourth. Taylor's team is, I don't know. I, I really like Taylor's team a lot. I just don't know. She's she's kind of had these games that she's she, her team just put up a dud this week. I think that's all it comes down to. I really don't like her team. It's just I know it could perform. Like I like I don't like her quarterbacks. I mean Zach Ertz is going to be great because Carson Wentz only sees Zach Ertz on the field, <laughs> and then DeAndre Hopkins obviously great. DJ Moore is obviously great. Sammy Watkins could be amazing. Like we've seen it last week, you know, like her team can boom. I think her running backs have a really high floor too. I I was yeah. trying to get her to trade me Mark Ingram, but she won't. So, you know, I, I think I, I like her running back situation. I feel like she's got some good pieces there, like high floor pieces. It's just this week. Some of them were some of the not high floor people were at their floor, which didn't help her out. For me, I would say I, I like myself as the number four team because I feel like these first two weeks have been my floor. And so I feel like there's still things to come. I've been fortunate enough that I have had a nice fantasy defense and I haven't had a lot of points be scored against me. So that's really the only reason I'm 2-0. and But I do feel like, I mean, Big Ben hasn't scored out of single digits yet. Um, and I just now, James Conner had a 12-point week. But other than that, I've had single digits in my running back slot too. So I think things are going to look up for me. That's the reason why I had myself so high. But care to tell me why I was number seven in your rankings? Because they're not going to. <laughs> That's exactly right. why. And Interesting. I, I'm sorry to tell you this. We haven't previously discussed this. I think out of all the teams, obviously besides Mark, I think yours takes the biggest hit. Like out of everyone's team this week, you lost Ben, which yeah. affects Connor. Breeze affects Michael Thomas. Odell... Sure, he played great, but man, Baker looks like trash. <laughs> you know, Julian Edelman, hello, Antonio Brown. Like, Dak's like your one true... Dak and George Kittle are like your only two bright spots. I hate Phil Lindsay. I don't want anything to do with the Denver <laughs> Broncos. I don't like Marcus Mariota. I know you don't. And that's your new quarterback. I think potentially your team could get better, yes. I think you're going to have to make some serious trades. Well, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but, you know, we're, you know, manage your own team. <laughs> um, in seventh was Luke. We were pretty close. You had him ranked fifth. I had him ranked seventh. And as we talked about before, Luke's kind of got, he's going to have this team this year that's just sort of a roller coaster. It's just kind of the structure of his roster. He's got some some really high scoring potential guys, but then, I mean, like Deshaun Jackson is wide receiver too. That should tell you pretty much everything you need to know about his team. He's very boomer bust. Um, and we were, we agreed fully on these last four. We had <laughs> Dylan at eighth, Jake at ninth, Evan at tenth, Mark at eleventh, and Ethan at twelfth. I think Dylan could potentially be a little higher, but not too much higher. He can easily go up the rankings as soon as Sam Darnold comes back. He has an amazing team because he has a lot of pieces I want. I think he's ultimately going to end up six or five range. 
Yeah, he's he's got a, a lot of potential. His team is the the team of potential, I would say, because he's got so many young guys and so many unknown guys. What about our our former league champion Jake? Hashtag free Deshaun Watson. Let him go to a team that's winning. Jake. <laughs> oh man, shots fired. I don't think he should be down here either. He has a decent team. His running backs are terrible, but Larry Fitzgerald, he's having a career year at fifty five. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, but you know, Travis Kelsey's feeling great that'll be on the fact checker next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like 40 something, isn't he? No, he's like 37. Oh, god, you're making me look this up. I think he's, he's 36. 36. I think he's, he's 36. 36. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, right. okay, okay. Um, as far as let's real quickly, we'll wrap up with Evan, Mark, and Ethan. Anything you want to say? I mean, I, I had said originally I didn't like Mark's team very much. He kind of proved me right. He scored 72 points this week, which is less than Ethan has scored all year. So so I, I don't think his team's terrible. It's just the unknown of Daniel Jones. And then we don't know how Juju's going to be affected by Ben leaving. It looked at like it was okay, but overall, man, he lost a lot of firepower with Ben going out and um, Drew Brees going out. So... Potentially, Mark can come back later in the year when Drew Brees comes back, but we'll see. And then we had Ethan at 12th. I think Brian and I are basically saying in this that, Ethan, you had a really nice week, uh, but don't get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, he had a pretty decent week with Kenny Galladay, Goff. His running backs, like I said before, with yours, I don't like the Denver running backs. He has LaShawn McCoy. I don't even know what the heck is going on with that situation. He has Jacoby Brissett, which obviously is like outside of the top 20 quarterbacks. Like It's just not good for Ethan. Thoughts and prayers. So moving on to our our superlatives of the week, we have basically duplicate awards here because we're going to have one person win two and another person win two. So the first the first one is the points champion, which goes to Brian for his 191.1 points. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was driven behind his his top three scores being the Patriots defense at 37. Uh, let's be honest. That's a little fluky there, Brian. But, you know, hey, a little you fluky, know what, hey. but I, he's going to they're going to be on my team all year. So we'll see how uh, how fluky that is, Nick. <laughs> um, nothing fluky about Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, for the rest of us. I think Chris Godwin was your third highest scorer. So as we talked about him already, yep. our points loser, as we brought up, was Mark. He didn't have a whole lot going. Drew Brees scored him negative point five points before he was knocked out of the game. And I think his top score was Le'Veon Bell who didn't play till Monday. So it was looking really rough before Monday, even worse than it was, which leads us to our bad call of the week. Mark could have had more points had he started Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones was the highest bench scorer for this week with 25 points. So we didn't actually have, I mean, 25 points compared to, was it 47 for Sammy Watkins last week? So we had a pretty steep drop off in the bad call of the week. So sorry, Mark. Not sorry, Mark. <laughs> the overachiever of the week again was Brian. Uh, his projected total was one fifty five point two, and so he went over that considerably. Although Ethan was pretty close, I think, because he was twenty two points over his projection. But Brian just edged him out by seventy points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or no, no, sixty points. So we'll look at adding some awards in the near future. Like I said, I, I want to add a draft surprise and a draft bust at some point, but. I'm thinking at least week six before we do anything like that. I'll call it out right now, Nick. Draft surprise. DK Metcalf, scary Terry. But did Terry get drafted? Oh, shit, he didn't. 
But DK did because I... Best waiver wire pickup of the year. (laughs) I really wanted to draft DK. Speaking of DK, I was going to say that we had no trades this week. I was lamenting what our league has come to, but last minute, (laughs) right before we went on on this podcast, DK and Christian Kirk are two people you traded for, and you gave up Keenan Allen and Will Fuller. That was with Derek. So why don't you tell me your thoughts on that trade? I think you need to tell me your thoughts Okay, first. I'll go first. Obviously, I want those players, and you said that it was a loss in Slack. So I want to hear you first. I think Derek won this trade, and I think I know what you're doing, but maybe I don't. So I'll, I'll say what I think you're doing, and then you can tell me how wrong I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Derek won this because he got Keenan Allen, who's the most valuable player in this deal. And then Will Fuller, who's shown in the past that he's pretty solid. Now, as you said, he's not been too phenomenal so far this year, but I don't know. Maybe his points will come. Maybe they won't. But I think Keenan Allen is really the big player in this. So far, he's one of the most targeted players in the NFL through two weeks. I like both Christian Kirk and DK Metcalf. Obviously, DK is a rookie, and rookie receivers should always have expectations tempered. Kirk is not a rookie, but he has a rookie quarterback. So I guess that's kind of why... I'm a little bit lower on those two guys. I think what you were trying to do is you're trying to get somebody who could potentially contribute this year, but also be keepable. So you're absolutely wrong. Okay. (laughs) The way I view this is Keenan Allen is a target monster, right? Who's throwing those targets? Phillip Rivers. What offense are they in? The Chargers. That offense is, they don't run a lot of plays. Like, They're a lot like the Ravens where they want to control time of possession, right? And and then that's just how they've always been. That's why Keenan Allen's numbers aren't higher because they don't run that many plays. Will Fuller, this dude is a massive disappointment, especially because Kenny Stills is starting to take away his deep threat stuff now. And I don't know how much that is injury or what, but in my mind, Will Fuller's dead to me, droppable because of this Kenny Stills stuff. Christian Kirk, this was his breakout week, Nick. He will replace Keenan Allen on my roster for catches. They're essentially the same player, but Christian Kirk is 10 times more dynamic. He's not as good a route runner as Keenan Allen. The uh, Arizona Cardinals throw, 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 throw so much. Because they're going to be losing a lot. Yeah, well, not only that, but it's just that's just how the offense is designed with the air raid. And they run so many plays. The Cardinals had maybe 23 minutes or something of that of the actual game with the ball. And they still came back in play because they run so many plays so quickly. And Christian Kirk is so fast. And by the way, Nick, I don't know if you saw that game. He got tackled on the one. He scores that touchdown. This trade looks really unbalanced. Yeah. I, I seriously think Christian Kirk is going to be the de facto man. This comes to the next guy, which is DK Metcalf. A couple really important things here. I really think the Seahawks are going to be throwing, and it started to happen already. Tyler Lockett doesn't know how to handle double coverage, especially bracket coverage. And he got bracket covered this weekend, and we saw what happened. He didn't perform as good. I mean, sure, he still had an okay week, but... Who scored that touchdown? Who's that big body wide receiver that scored that touchdown? 
DK Metcalf. I like Metcalf a lot. As I said, I I wanted to draft him, but Derek had sniped me one pick before. He is going to be their main guy. And then this is why I think I absolutely smashed the trade because I think Christian Kirk and Keenan Allen are a wash. Sure, Keenan Allen has done it for longer and he has a little bit higher draft pedigree, but the way the season's going so far, I was hands off on the Cardinals. Now I'm hands in. That's why I think I absolutely obliterated Derek in this trade. It's just upside to the heavens, man. <laughs> Brian loves his upsides. Just so we, we make sure we have enough time, I want to move on to some of the waivers. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> so I'm just going to run through this list of waivers and then the ones that we had declared were notable. And then at the end, we'll just kind of go back and talk about them. So Waylon dropped Peyton Barber for AJ Brown. Ethan picked up Gardner Minshew or Mishu Pishu as Brian knows him. <laughs> Taylor added Danny, Danny Amendola. Dylan added <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Uh, I added Malcolm Brown. Brian added John Ross and the Patriots defense. Matt added Raheem Mostert and Mark added Ty Montgomery. So I think I know which one you want to talk about. So why don't you go ahead and talk about him? Scary Terry. Who is the new Odell Beckham Jr.? He bold statement is going to be amazing. He already is amazing. Just wait. Just wait until Dwayne Haskins takes over as starting quarterback. Mind you, the same quarterback that helped him get drafted in the NFL from college. They are on another level. The fact that Dwayne Haskins hasn't started yet is more of an atonement to Case Keenum's game management skills and just like his veteran status. Yeah, the steady presence. Yeah, and as soon as Dwayne Haskins takes over the reins, I want Terry so bad from Dylan, and he won't give him to me. <laughs> and what's crazy is we bet the same price, and he still got him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's made fewer roster moves. That's why he he won the tiebreaker. It's so it's so infuriating. I'm just gonna have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll make a deal with you. I will say, Ethan having Gardner Minshew makes me feel a little better for him. I I really think this guy is this guy's been really impressive. He's faced some pretty tough defenses so far and really completes at a high percentage. So I don't know. That'll be interesting to watch. Jacksonville is fairly talented on the offensive side. I think Foles is coming back week nine. Yeah. I mean, I know it is only short lived, but Ethan needs all the help he can get to be honest with you. So, (laughs) um, you know, one that was near and dear to my heart was Waylon picking up AJ Brown. I was considering doing that, but same, same, same. His NFL comparison when he came into the league was, well, his ceiling was Anquan Bolden. That's the type of receiver he is. He's more of a possession, kind of great hands, is really hard to tackle after he's got the football. Yak! <laughs> he's he's all about the yak. But he did drop Peyton Barber, so I wanted to bring that up um, in the roulette wheel of Tampa Bay running backs. It just so happened to be Peyton Barber's week. But who knows how that's going to turn out. You already had mentioned the Patriots defense, so why don't you talk about John Ross on your team? I just read today, AJ Green said that whoever's tossing out these timetables is crazy because I'm going to be missing a lot more time than that. So huh. the guy that has the injury just said he's going to be missing a lot more time than what has been anticipated. That's interesting. John Ross blew up again this week. and He's the wide receiver one right now. 
I'm going to be forced to start him sometime. Yeah. And I don't know when it might be. It might be this week. I might start him because I trade away Keenan Allen. He looks really good. Like he's actually catching the ball. I think that's the big difference. <laughs> like <laughs> that that generally helps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause typically he always would drop the ball and because they always took those shots. It's just he'd never come down with it. You had said last week that you weren't too you weren't too concerned about Malcolm Brown's two touchdowns. I didn't say it on the podcast because I didn't want to give away my my plan, but I, I thought those two touchdowns were very interesting to come from Malcolm Brown. So I went ahead and scooped him up. I really don't know what to expect from him, so he's just kind of a bench stash for me right now. But I do know that Todd Gurley's knee is probably not going to feel better by the end of the season than it did at the beginning of the season. That's kind of my thought process. Our last segment, we just want to talk about some storylines we're looking forward to for week three. I was looking through the slate of games, and to be honest, personally, there's nothing that's really catching my eyes beyond the... Ravens and Chiefs game and then the Rams Browns game the the Ravens as we know they've been a historically strong team on defense and the Chiefs over the past two years we haven't really seen too many teams be able to stop them so I'm kind of interested in seeing that we also know that the Chiefs defense is not exactly the strong point of the team and the Ravens are just having this surge of of offensive ability so I'm really interested to see how that turns out I actually think that the Ravens are going to pull off the win and I believe it's at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, don't quote me on that. But I think it's at Arrowhead. I still want to say the Ravens are going to walk away with that game. As for the Rams and Browns, I believe that's our Sunday night game. The Browns seriously underperformed against the Titans. We saw a little bit more of the team that they're like on Monday. But they should only continue to get better because they haven't really played a lot of football together prior to the season. And I will say, though, that offensive line against Aaron Donald yikes this will be interesting so that's what i'm looking forward to uh he's actually being a huge pile of shit this year so far and it's really crazy i've never seen this before and um hopefully he uh gets a little better he did break drew's <laughs> drew Brees' finger yeah. so uh thumb. that's probably the biggest accomplishment he's done so far hey, i didn't season. say i like the guy <laughs> but but that doesn't get you mvp status <laughs> I think the Cardinals are going to get their first win against the Cam Newton-less Carolina Kitty Cats. Mm. I think that's going to be really exciting to watch. I'm going to play... Now I'm like conflicted between John Ross and Christian Kirk. I'm probably going to play Christian Kirk because of the matchup. I saw something that showed the entire slate of games for Monday night this season. Oh, man. They just continue to be shittier and shittier. This week is Chicago... In Washington, that's yeah. going to be terrible. Yeah, we're going to fall asleep again. <laughs> and then, can you believe that it's going to be Patriots versus Jets on another one? Yeah. You know, I feel like they're just throwing softballs to Booger because he's just so bad. <laughs> Here, take the games that nobody wants to watch so nobody has to listen to you so our ratings don't go down. You know, there's a problem with half the population of NFL fans mute the television. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I, yeah, man, I, I just can't deal with it. He's the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, guys, we're going to be out of here. I know I'm looking forward to at least a few storylines in week three, and Brian, you are too. So just want to say thanks again for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Once again, thank you all for listening. I've been hearing a lot of your feedback. I'm very excited that people are excited for this podcast. 
keep the feedback coming. It really fuels me. I don't know about Nick. <laughs> good luck to everybody in their fantasy matchup this week and have a good one. See ya. Bye. The Nickel and Brian Package Podcast.